0: Ah um.
1: Welcome to very special look at my Le- Records live stream with my friend Anya Bagina. We kicked off the show with the brand new awesome video for her song To Be Alone. I hope y'all enjoyed it. You can watch it on YouTube as soon as this live stream is over. But Anya, how you doing today? It's great to have you. It's great to talk with you here on this live stream.
2: Uh, It's great to be here. Thank you so much. I'm really grateful that we can do this live stream. Um, And I'm, yeah, the day has been, uh, I I honestly don't really know where it went. I feel like um, I woke up and then I made dinner, or dinner, I made uh, lunch, very late lunch, and then it was 6 p.m., so, (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, all the meals during this time period are just blending, and I just had a lot of protein bars for meals because I forget to cook, which isn't that much <laughs> fun, but it's all good. But you just released your last solo single, To Be Alone, with a great video that we just played, but I kind of wanted to take a couple of steps back. You played in a band Soviet Girls while you're in Detroit. You're originally from Moscow, Russia, and Soviet Girls was my first uh, introduction to your music. And it seems like uh, your identity, your Russian identity plays a big part in uh, your music. Um, What do you remember about growing up there and how has it shaped your identity as an artist?
2: That is such a good question. Um, I remember, Um, Like, I I guess not as much as I kind of want to, I feel like my memories there up until 10 years old when I moved to the U.S., um, like a lot of them weren't reinforced, maybe, and so um, I feel like I want to remember more than I actually do, but I'm sure it's somewhere there in the subconscious. Um, But I really love um, that I grew up in the city but for the summers we were always me and my sisters we would be sent to um the countryside uh whether with like some family friends or our own like summer house and we would spend the summer uh gardening or depending on like which place we were at like sometimes it'd be like walking the cows <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: cool.
2: yeah so i think um it was i I'm really like, I feel lucky that I have that experience of both the city life and the country life. Um, and I do remember um, a lot of uh, singing at tables. <laughs> like you would get together and maybe there's food and then, or after food, you're like taking shots of vodka,
3: of course. <laughs> <I know it's... laughs> um,
2: but it does happen. I um, Although a lot of the times it's hand or homemade and it's like your own like pickles from the garden from last year that you pickled, um, that you like, so you're like take a shot and you bite a pickle and that's like the chaser. Um, But I remember sitting around a lot and people would just start singing folk songs um, and I was thinking about them um, or about that concept in the US. I feel like we have, uh, there's so much great music here but there's not a lot of like uniting music. I mean, I think people have their preferences, but when you think of a folk song, you know, like what's a traditional song that you could like get together and just everyone kind of knows the words to? I mean, there's probably a few, but I think in Russia, I was used to just like countless songs that many people would know and could sit down and just sing a cappella at a table.
1: Oh, that's cool. So it. Some of that you took to your solo stuff, would you say?
2: Yeah, I would, I think so. I think a lot of that folk influence, um, a lot of their repetition, and um, the way that, like, yeah, I think the way that I compose some of my songs and how they're pretty like minimalist, I would say, I think um, probably comes from that. Um, Experience,
1: yeah, yeah. That's really cool that you take part of your culture and identity and work it into your music like that. I definitely am curious about your move to Detroit. Uh, once you grew up in New Jersey, after you came from Moscow, you then moved to Detroit and you really involved in the music scene over there. I've really learned about Detroit music a lot kind of indirectly through like learning about Soviet girls and realizing that there's all these great bands from Detroit, like I said, I didn't know Fred Thomas was from there. I'm um, Like Deadbeat beat a lot, Steph Chura. How'd you get involved in playing music uh, when you moved to Detroit? And how'd you wind up relocating there from New Jersey?
2: Um, well, I, after college, I um, got into this fellowship for entrepreneurship, so I was in one of those uh, phases where I I just didn't really know where I wanted to work or what I wanted to do, Um, and so I kind of uh, hung out for a year and then I heard of this fellowship and um, one of the cities that you could like participate in this fellowship was in Detroit, so that's how originally I got there. Um, but the way that I got started in music um, I started a artist residency with uh, my friend Caroline and we um, actually bought a home and turned it into an artist residency That's for
3: beautiful.
2: thanks yeah for musicians and visual artists and so the idea was to bring um, both uh, art like I guess both the visual and the sound artists together and um, encourage collaboration. And so we would throw events and um, there was, we would post different artists. I would live at the house as well. Um, and that's how I met a lot of people, uh, but also just by going to shows and um, uh, yeah, meeting people through that. I feel um, everyone is so welcoming and maybe it, You should have expected that from the Midwest, but (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um,
2: But yeah, everyone's so nice and I feel like I Never felt like there was any competitive nature um, At all like everyone's just supporting each other and um, Constantly like I don't know being really uh, mindful about how we're like coming together and so yeah, I, I I feel I just kind of got lucky that uh, I met some people and
1: um, through like, yeah, just
2: going to shows and
1: um, the artist residency. Oh, that's really cool. And Soviet Girls, great band, as we mentioned, I mentioned to you yesterday, uh, I remember you sent your music to Radio Free Brooklyn and I really, really liked it because of the uh, real classic indie rock influences I could hear in it. Did you start that band first and then do your solo stuff after, or was it they kind of start at the same time, or what what came first and how did Soviet Girls uh, get going?
2: Uh, yeah, another great question. I think a lot of the songwriting happens simultaneously, but um, the uh, songs for Soviet Girls um, well I don't know I mean I was friends with my bandmates at that point and um, I was I wrote a song and I decided to show it to Devin who's the drummer of Soviet Girls and he's like oh let's like jam on this like I, you know can I jump to this and then we kind of started jamming and then asked Jonathan to join us and so a lot of the songs that I've written during that time um, we took um, and like really worked uh into the soviet girls sound um there was never really um a definite goal i think it just kind of happened naturally and then there was a chance to play a show and then you know we're like okay let's put these songs together and finalize them um and in the meantime i was just writing songs and that felt like they didn't really belong in soviet girls i think um they were not maybe not as uh, jangle pop yes. <laughs> uh was suited for the band and um so yeah and then again there was an opportunity to perform solo and um i just kind of looked at what i had and uh jonathan actually sat down with me and we workshopped a lot of the songs and then um put together a set and that's kind of how it happened uh, yeah again just very naturally
1: cool and you're moved to, to Brooklyn now. You were—you played such a big role in Detroit music scene and you had your own band that's based in there. How'd you wind up moving to Brooklyn?
2: Uh, yeah, well, there was, uh, there was a need to be, I actually thought I was moving back to New Jersey to my family home and there was a need to, like I, I had to move back um, for certain things and um, as soon as I kind of got back, within that week, the family house was sold. Um, it was an inherited house that we yeah. got me and my sister, and so then, um, yeah, I guess that I had to move very quick yeah. and I had to find a job. And, um, but I did always uh, wonder uh, about living in New York and what it would be like, and um, very happy to have made the move, I feel a lot happier. I think um, a lot of uh, things that kind of started to get to me while living in Detroit, um, I don't feel those that heaviness here. Um, but I think there's also, I think I, I went through, uh, really hard experience while living in Detroit and so maybe a little bit is still associated with that personally for me. Um, So I think being in a new place and uh, in such an active one like Brooklyn is um, it's been so refreshing um, and I feel really good about being here now almost a year (laughs) or I guess yeah. yeah.
1: Awesome happy one year anniversary of being here. It's definitely a great place to be a musician and write and create and play shows and things like that so the solo singles that you've released how do you do it beyond carpet and to be alone they're really personal intimate definitely very emotional you know as listening to be alone is definitely a tearjerker and it can really hit you really hard <laughs> um, yeah um as far as the way you composed and recorded these songs, you know, it's very bare bones. The instrumentation is sparse. Uh, why'd you decide to approach writing and recording those songs uh, that way? And did you do it for that effect?
2: Hmm, I, let's see. I think, um, I think that's just, they, for a while, I felt like, they seemed finished to me. Like I didn't I didn't feel like I needed more. Um, I do have, uh, most of these songs have a, a little bit of a fuller version. Um, Jonathan joins in on second guitar and there's maybe drums and, uh, so once I get to recording. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, so that will, it will be a fuller sound, but I think, um, especially these recordings, um, these last three singles were recorded um, to tape and um, it was very live and uh, or it
4: was
2: I think it just was authentic it was done in one take and um, because yeah they are pretty sparse I think it made a lot of sense to just do it in, um in this way without adding too much more even messing with them um, and I and I think it does represent the state um, that I was in when I was writing these songs, I think they like the melancholy and the very quiet, almost nature to them, um, is very representative of how I felt um, during a really hard time. And um, I think it that's maybe why they felt finished because that's the way I was perceiving the world maybe at the
1: time. Yeah, it has a very powerful effect the way they're recorded. And I was also curious about the set of singles. Uh, it takes place basically during a a difficult time in your life were these mostly written during that time or were you writing them reflecting back on that time period in your life
2: um uh, I think for the past few years um, yeah I think a lot of them were written um, at one time like around the same like year probably Mm -hmm. like um, which was the most difficult. And, and it is, it's a very therapeutic process. I mean, maybe that's a cliche, but um, it, it is, I really just sit down and that's maybe how I journal is, is I start writing. Um, and a lot of this is um, just what comes to mind and how I'm processing the information. I Actually, sometimes will write a song and I won't fully understand it um, until I can look back and process it and reflect on it. And then like, oh, this is what I was actually thinking and this is what I needed to um, kind of uh, think through myself. Um, so I really, I actually really loved in your review that you wrote, um, uh, how you noted that, um, like the self-reflection part and um, how I'm kind of looking within to, um, I don't know, process the, the, the song or whatever that I'm singing. I think that's very, um, that is like what's happening. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah, totally. And it's a great set of songs, really, really very well done. And I want to talk about the video, which is awesome. We premiered it on the Look At My Records website. It was so exciting to be able to premiere it. Thank you for uh, letting me do it. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And the way the the video is shot, a lot of the pieces of it really seem to tie into the song and further uh accentuate the message and you you shot it with your roommate katie right she's a videographer what was what was the creative process back and forth with the two of you and deciding to do certain things like sitting in your bathtub and looking i noticed that there were several times where you're looking directly at the camera really powerful uh way to document it I was curious how you guys work together and how you decided to shoot certain scenes in the to be alone video
2: thank you um, yeah that's so we actually shot it in two days um, and I think um, the first part where I'm just on the bed and most of the time looking down um, that part was shot first and then the second uh, day that we decided to shoot the video was um, more of the direct kind of eye contact and I think I Um, those were, I think those were both as representative of the song so I'm glad that we did catch uh, both elements and um, I don't know Katie was, um, she thought about it a lot I think she was directing the video um, in a lot of ways Um, she asked me to send like what I think what the song is about um, and she kind of just went from there and it was very easy we we just did a few takes and um, the way that she edited it together and really like, I think she really understood the song and put the video together really well. I really, um, she kind of led the direction of it.
1: Cool. Yeah. It's an awesome video. Very well done by the both of you. I wanted to ask one more question before we play the Soviet girls video for the song. Think back. I love the Soviet Girls cover of the Sheryl Crow song. I felt like the way you did that really kind of fit in with your solo stuff, kind of. The way you sang the chorus of that song. Uh, how did you decide to sing the the words that way? Because the chorus, the way Sheryl Crow sings, it is really like, you know she's loud and stuff. You kind of did it more like straight ahead. And I thought it actually had such a powerful effect. What was your approach to to that cover song? I really like it. Thanks so much,
2: Jagat. I'm so glad you listened to it. Um, um, We started jamming on it. I think Devon suggested that we do a cover for one of the next shows that we were playing. Um, And this was the version that we really liked and it stuck and it, Um, That's a good point, that it does kind of sound more like my solo voice compared to the Soviet Girls. Um, But I think it really wouldn't be as powerful without um, Jonathan and Devon's playing on that song. And I think that last um, uh, chorus that we do at the end where it does kind of um, get that ambitious uh, get to that ambitious level that Cheryl Crow uh, have. I think that's kind of like where it's all leading to. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think we just all kind of decided that this is the way the song is gonna go.
1: It's cool. I really think it's an interesting take on that cover. I like it better than the original. So, good job. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're gonna play uh, Think Back, the Soviet Girls song. A lot of cool footage in this video, too of you, the band, you know, going to the gig and then playing the gig and stuff. Tell me about this song and video before we play it.
2: Yeah, I think um, it was actually one of the first songs we were in together. And, um, yeah, we captured all the footage on our phones and had our friend Justin edit them together. Um, And there were a lot of really special moments, especially the show with Crude Boys. Um, uh, Yeah, I think... um, The nature of that song is very also like reflective and thinking back to um, good memories and maybe there's still some melancholy because those memories are, um, you know, like you've already lived through that experience but they're still with you so it's a really beautiful feeling that nostalgia to feel that I think is um, very special and I think that's what the song does.
1: It's a great song. It is on the Soviet Girls EP, filled up with nothing, that you can get via sovietgirls.bandcamp.com. Love the uh, crayon cover on this Soviet Girls EP, by the way. Great. Thank you. Four song collection. And we're gonna play the video and then you're gonna play a couple of songs. Really excited. All right. Here we (laughs) go. Think Back by Soviet Girls. We'll be right back. That was awesome. I had mm-hmm. to run and get my laptop charger. but We're <laughs> good. We're good. The stream will go on. That was incredible. Thank you so much. And we're looking forward to hearing the next song.
3: Thank you. Do you have time to be? Okay.
4: No. Wonderful. Thank you. This next song is Carpet. It's one of the singles that was released.
1: So do you have any plans to release any other uh, solo material? I know you said To Be Alone was the last in a, a series of solo tunes, but do you have any plans to release other singles?
4: Um, not
2: from these tape recordings. Um, those were, so, um, those are the three songs that I picked out just from the uh, tape recorded ones. And, um, the next step is to uh, record a full album. So I think a lot of these songs, um, that I'm playing now will be on it and with a little bit of a fuller sound too.
1: Very exciting.
2: Thank you.
3: it
4: feels flaky your arm can't hold its weight Concerned by your powers Your boots by the door You say you're restless But you seem calm Convincing me that nothing is wrong The carpet feels new I'll walk
3: barefoot
4: Your shoulder feels heavy under my weight Your hands feel steady with me at your side Wrapped up in the corner next to a box of your receipts. The carpet is wrapped up in
3: the
1: corner. Awesome.
3: So
2: this next song is called Waiting, and I actually typically, um, if Jonathan is available, he sings it with me. Um, So I'll have to do it without him, but it's really great when he joins too.
4: Come. I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. Can't
1: sit still
2: those are sad songs but
1: (laughs) they were excellent excellent and how how many songs more songs do you have uh, queued up for us
2: Uh, let's see one two three
1: more awesome can't wait to hear these songs they're sounding wonderful take it away
4: Thanks. <laughs> oh, Still can't explain song alright two more Um, this one is called it's clear to me
1: these, these set of songs, you envision a, a full length solo record for, for yeah. these Cool.
2: Yeah. So yeah, I think um, you could probably sense that some of them um, could use like, a little bit of drums, you know, <laughs> just a little more movement. So um, yeah, that's, that's in the works.
4: Oh, as soon wow. as we're
2: allowed to record.
4: <laughs> cool.
2: I'm just going to tune up and then I'm going to play the last song my apartment has two bathrooms Um,
1: that's very luxurious
2: it's very
1: lucky
2: so I get to take over this bathroom for the show that's
1: really cool the acoustics are excellent in this (laughs) bathroom
2: It's true, it's true what they say, I guess. (laughs) You sound better in the shower.
4: Question anything It's lonesome And won't be useful in the end I'm not afraid to ask you questions Are you afraid to be? Are you afraid to be? Are you afraid to be are you afraid to be why are you leaving
1: why are you leaving i know that one great song <laughs> awesome song to be alone great way to end the set and now we're going to play a music video from Fred Thomas. I was, I was pleasantly surprised to see you in this video for Alter. I wasn't expecting it. And I was like, oh, there you are. So we'll talk about it after we play it. It's a, it's a great song and a fun video by Fred Thomas off of his 2018 album. What's it, What's it called, that album? Do you know? There we go. So enjoy it, and we will be right back.
5: The fall colors came the same in 2013 as any other year that we had ever seen. But the inside town like spent, digesting the ashes of that dead friend, putting kids in place, debating contradictions, drinking whispers. And everybody knew without even speaking, before it happened, you recognized a pattern. My skin stayed soft like cake, the roads were unpaved, and was actually saved it all, but every attempt was made. To hold on to that dislocated magic And the sadness flattened Every last thing in a lasting manic gush There wasn't much I could have said or done Short of rock in the afterworld completely Walking through those days Like a rabbit in a field You can't feel the damage till after it happens Everybody By smoke, murderous green bowed choke, sick, sullen, floating. Bang, join some dreams in the drain They told me better days are on the way
3: Uh-huh
5: The fall colors came Containing unnamable flames It's amazing Everybody stayed exactly the same Standing in the center at the altar
1: Black screen in this video We're back! Oh my gosh! Here we are That live performance was excellent And... You were in this Fred Thomas video, so I'm curious how you started playing with him, and are you, are you still in his band? Do you, are you in his live band? Were you playing on his last record at all, or...?
2: No, it was just for the live band, yeah. He wrote everything, um, and well, and other artists who are featured on that album. But um, yeah, he asked me to join for the live band um, and got to play his beautiful songs. Um, I've been a fan for a long time, and um, uh, I guess we met at one of the shows um, that I went to. I think I remember a conversation with Trumbullplex. Um, that we had, but I also um, had a few drinks that
3: night, and
2: I, <laughs> I really wish I remembered exactly what I said. But um, then he just followed up and asked if I wanted to play in the live band, and um, that video was really fun to do. Um, ben Collins from Mini Horse actually um, directed the video and he shot it, and um, it, I really loved the concept and. Um, yeah, it was actually a very hot day
3: yeah.
2: that we recorded that video and um, it, I feel like there was like a cutoff, like, okay, one last take and then we have to call it because it's just so hot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the, well, that's really cool. And the that song is awesome. And I got to check out the record he put out in 2017. I listened to the one that he put out in 2018, like a whole lot of the 2017 one, but now I got to dive back in. It's on my to listen list. I... Nice.
2: Yeah, actually, um, he's, uh, so we, after that experience, I feel like we really became friends and, um, then we asked him to record the Soviet girls album. Um, oh, so cool. he, yeah, it was actually um, I mean, I couldn't think of a more perfect person. He just makes you feel so comfortable and so understanding and had really good um, uh, Insight like on all the songs um, and he actually uh, plays bass uh, on all the songs. So um, What the, when the record comes out? He'll um,
1: He'll be a part of it. That's really exciting. <laughs> so there's a Soviet girls LP coming out soon
2: a full length yeah we we've got we've got them all recorded and actually mastered and uh then you know um quarantine kind of took over uh and yeah so we'll see uh what the plan is but um it's we're
1: getting ready i think to release the album just not exactly sure when so because i remember last year we were talking a little bit you were kind of going back and forth between Detroit and Brooklyn, was that to record that that record?
2: Yeah, so, um, and, well, and also when we had shows, uh, yeah, I would drive it's
1: back, shows, um, but
2: yeah, but we would also make sure um, we would schedule a time to record. So yeah, actually we recorded this over a, a few months um, because yeah, I couldn't be there all the time. Um, so we took advantage of the time that we had um, when I was there for shows anyway. And it was really fun. It, they were like pretty warm days, and we usually get like some food and just spend hours in the studio.
1: That's cool. I can't wait to hear it. I love Soviet Girls. Everyone, all my friends, if you're watching, listening in the future, check out Soviet Girls if you like all the music that I like already, which you <laughs> probably do because we're friends because then you'll like soviet girls so <laughs> that's on deck for this year at some point that coming out you think
2: uh i hope yeah <laughs> i'm not sure um how long this whole thing will last and i don't know what our country's gonna look like afterwards and um what i i guess in even is happening in the music industry and Um, I mean, it's so heartbreaking, all these tours that are being canceled and um, I'm just not sure when we'd be able to tour the album. And yeah, so a lot is unknown, but hopefully yeah, this year would be great.
1: Cool. And you have a a solo record that you'd like to go into the studio and record as well. So we're also very excited for that. Um, Last question before we wrap up. I saw you recently uh, visited Moscow, too, uh, uh, about a month ago. Uh, did you get to visit anything from your childhood or anything like that? And did you maybe take any inspiration from that trip for songwriting or anything creative that you're planning on doing in the future?
2: Yeah, um, definitely. Every time I go back and visit, um, it's been I've been able to visit pretty often, um, maybe once a year um, in the past few years. Um, this long, this trip I had to go um, for some uh, like this apartment thing that had to be figured out that needed my sister's signatures, but um, so it wasn't it wasn't a well timed trip, but it had to happen. Um, But yeah, anytime I go back, I definitely, I um, get to revisit some old places. I actually, um, like a few years ago, went back and haven't been back in a while. And the first thing that I did was I um, uh, went to the Red Square. uh, So like the really famous, like Plaza with St. Basil and everything. And I I went and I just started crying (laughs) Uh, and it was so peaceful. There were not a lot of people there, but Um, I think anytime I go back, I definitely get hit with a wave of um, uh, just memories and what my life was like here and what it means to have kind of like this dual um, citizen life uh, and how much I miss certain things. Um, Yeah, and I think that directly feeds into the music. I've actually, I've been discovering a lot more um, like artists from like the 80s recently, just like what like my older sister would show me who still lives there. Um, so yeah, I think every trip has a huge impact on
1: me. Cool. That is awesome. And can't wait to hear the Soviet girls album and your solo album as well. And we're going to wrap up with a video by deadbeat beat. I only really started listening to them with the album they put out last year which is awesome. And now I'm kind of, again, going back a little further in their catalog. And this song's from their 2017 album, You All The Time. It's a really good song. And they're a great band from Detroit.
2: Yeah, I really, I love the video. Um, I remember hearing about how the filming went and um, I love Deadbeat Beat so much. Um, Yeah, they have a lot of really good music. Um, And actually Soviet girls were lucky enough to um, play their album release show, like the most recent one. Um, And that just felt so special because you just, you look up to these um, musicians who are also, you know, your friends or you kind of know them because you you go to the same places in Detroit, but um, to actually like share the stage <laughs> sounds so dramatic but um it, it was very special and um that band means a lot to me um and the band members too
1: too so yeah that was cool now that you mentioned it i remember when uh soviet girls announced they played that show on instagram i was like that's really cool because debbie beats a great band and I, there was another string of cool shows surrounded by that show i remember yeah. so that's awesome so we're gonna hear we're gonna see and hear that video by Deadbeat Beat. See you all the time. And then we're gonna end the show with brand new video from a great Brooklyn artist, Henry Flower. The song is called Waiting Room. This video is crazy and I'm excited for everyone to hear it. But Anya, thank thank you so much for uh, being here with me today. I'm looking forward to us hanging out in real life sometime soon.
2: Me too. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so excited to go to shows and catch you at one of them uh, once we're allowed again.
1: Yeah. Um, But I really appreciate this. Yeah, this has been so fun. (laughs) I appreciate it too. Thank you for an incredible live performance and interview. Now everyone enjoy Deadbeat Beat and Henry Flower. And we'll see you when we see you, everybody.
5: there, when our bodies betray us we think, watching, waiting, punished for nothing, in the last waiting room there is no breeze, infinite wind just brings us to our knees. In the waiting room of the great beyond i'll be there holding your hand in the last waiting room where there's no breeze i'll blow your hair off your ears and sing.